There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well out there. And uh, interesting weekend. We had some progression in the war between Russia and Ukraine. We saw everything that happened over this weekend. There was some interesting aspects to this. We had a data cable uh, disconnected and cut uh, through sabotage into Germany. Now, this is interesting because... If we start looking at Ukraine and kind of like a forward planning ground for NATO, it's most likely coming for you through Germany as well as Germany was the primary company who ran the 28 bio labs in Ukraine. Um, for those who don't know, Germany has, uh, in a sense, taken a turn, at least its government, towards its uh, Nazi roots and a lot of these people over there in the neo-Nazi uh, regiments in Ukraine collaborate very, very well with Germany. So when we start getting into talking about this, we're going to see some interesting things come about because there is one thing that happened today that directly connects to this. And I'm, I'm digging into this right now, trying to figure out what is really going on. But we had the, the Crimea Bridge, which connects Crimea and Russia, which is num- one of the number one places for like a troop, uh, troop transport, right? So if you want to get heavy artillery troops and all this type of stuff over into Ukraine and you on a forward staging ground like Crimea, this is probably one of the best places to go. And senior Ukrainian officials today confirmed Ukraine orchestrated a truck bomb attack on the Crimea Bridge, which blew up a train underneath the bridge, and it was a massive explosion. Um, luckily for, for Crimea and Russia, the bridge was... Uh, um, restored within just a few hours. At least traffic was restored. Um, many people are claiming missile attacks, torpedo attacks. There's a lot of speculation going out there. Um, I sent it over to a uh, someone I know, someone who is uh, active duty military, um, an officer. They are a target tier, uh, which means that they they launch ordnance for a living, um, and they are one of the experts in the United States military on analysis of various types of explosions. And uh, this person came back and confirmed that this is called a VBID, uh, a vehicle bomb um, improvised explosion device. And uh, they were absolutely correct because uh, Ukrainians came out and confirmed this. Um, and Russia came out, Putin came out right after this, or just actually today, and said, Putin says the Crimea Bridge blast was a terrorist act carried out by Ukraine's special services. Um, and absolutely it was. I mean, if you know, you got to think about this. The people in the eastern region, the Donbass, Lutetsk region, Crimea, have all voted to leave Ukraine. They, they don't want to be a part of Ukraine. You got to remember, for 14 years, Vladimir Putin has went to the United Nations Security Council and said, hey, these people are suffering. There's, there's crimes against humanity going on in these regions. They are utilizing it genetically targeted bioweapons against these people. They are decimating them. They are killing them. This is the Azov battalions and other Ukrainian battalions. This is their own country, supposedly, that was producing genocide. Over 14,000 people had been killed within a decade period. 
And so these people came out and voted to join Russia. They seceded from their country, from Ukraine. And Russia says, hey, acknowledge it. We, we, we've, we've confirmed this constitutionally with their referendums. And Ukraine is like, no, not happening. There's obviously something more going on between those regions and why they want to control them. Now, there's obviously nuclear power plants there. There are rich resources of oil and gas in those regions. And most likely one of the main reasons why Russia is wanting to go in there and seize those territories. Either way, I mean, if, if you know, the southern states of the United States, if Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, and this is all hypothetical, of course, came out and they utilized their, their constitutional process to come out and say, hey, look, we don't want to be part of the United States anymore. We're going to form our own country. And they did it through the constitutional legal process. There's nothing that the United States of America can do about that. See, the states are individually governed nations, and they come together in a union, at least here in the United States. And it's very similar to how this is operated in other countries, especially Ukraine. So when these states in Ukraine came out and said, hey, we don't want to be a part of you anymore. You guys are killing our people through genocide and genetically targeted bioweapons. And they leave and Ukraine just continues the mass slaughter and then terrorist attacks and attacking Russia. And we obviously had the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline, which it appears, and I mean, this is kind of irrefutable, that a P-8 Poseidon from the United States of America is the one who... Uh, sabotage the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline. It doesn't mean that it was U.S. military or sanctioned by the U.S. military or America. It could have been a clandestine operation sanctioned by an intelligence agency, by the DOD, by a, a third party, by whoever, who knows, right? But we know the flight originated from the United States of America. So when we start looking at this unfolding situation, Putin means business. Putin is not going to sit around and let the West, through proxy, control his country or take over his country. And really a lot of this, what it comes down to is it comes down that Russia is the number one threat. Russia and China are the number one threats in the world right now for Western globalism. Just, just understand that. And the battlefield that has been chosen is Ukraine. Now, eventually, I think this is going to migrate over to Taiwan. I think that we could possibly see some type of Chinese incursion on Taiwan very, very soon. And we see this with Kim Jong-un uh, ramping up his missile test. He just came out and said that the, the missile test that they conducted just yesterday was a tactical nuclear test uh, overseen by Kim Jong-un himself, which we know that ever since uh, Trump was ejected from office through the corrupt 2020 election, that North Korea has now sided again with China. Well, so this is pretty important because North Korea puts South Korea at high risk, and South Korea is one of the main forward deployment posts for the United States military in defense of Taiwan, as well as Japan. And we had those two missiles fly over Japan. So tactically speaking, from kind of a militaristic standpoint, is we have this large game of risk going on right now, a game of world domination. And we have China and Russia standing up to the Western globalism. It doesn't mean that what they want to implement is any different or any better. I'm not saying that. And I, I want people to understand that I'm not rooting for China and Russia. But you know what? In a sense, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so we have to look at it in this perspective that 
China and Russia are standing up to Western globalism. Western globalism wants to implement a one world government, a new world order. We know from their own sayings, from their own writings, from, from the works of Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum, from the United Nations leaders, the World Monetary or the yeah, the World Monetary Fund, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, these types of people that they they are elitist. They call themselves elitist, that they want to implement a techno-fascist, oligarchical-controlled new world order where people have no freedom, where people have no freedom of speech, no freedom to defend themselves, where people own nothing and they like it. And you got to go ask yourself, if they own nothing, then who owns everything? They do. And they've been very outspoken about this. Now, I don't want that global change. I don't want a westernized new world order. I don't want a western globalist new world order. Nobody wants that. I want the United States of America. I want the United States Constitution. I want my rights, my freedoms, and my liberties. That's what I want. And I'll do everything to preserve that. I'll die to preserve that. And, you know, it was interesting. I saw a, um, (laughs) I know I'm going on a rant, but it's okay. But I saw this uh, TikTok video of a, uh, uh, a constitutional lawyer talking about this this weekend and he he was spot on and and I'm not promoting violence or anything like this. I I just want to talk about this because this is an inherent right to the American people derived through the United States constitution and through the declaration of independence, which are two foundational legal documents of our country. The declaration of independence states that whenever any government becomes tyrannical or oppressive to a means. It is the right of the people, is the will, the duty of the people to remove that government. Now, people can say, well, yeah, you know, that that just means that they have the right to protest. No, 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 no. It doesn't mean they have the right to protest. That's not what they did in 1775 and 1776. They didn't have the, the right to protest. They protested and that didn't work. They went through legal means. That didn't work. That's what gave us the declaration. See, there's multiple ways for the United States people to preserve their freedom. Freedom of speech, the First Amendment, is the primary one. The Tenth Amendment is a secondary one derived from the states because if the people stand up in their First Amendment and the protestion of what their government is doing, their federal government or their state government, then what happens is, is those states need to heed the notice, they need to vote them out, and they need to implement a new government which can basically bring about the will of the people. Now, if the government becomes infiltrated or corrupt to a certain level, then the people have the 10th Amendment. The 10th Amendment means that the states can come together and say, hey, what you're doing over there in, in New York State, that's, that's not right. That's, that's not good. You, you need to stop that. And the states can interact and interject into the process. And we have something called the Constitutional Convention. And the beautiful thing about a constitutional convention is when the states come together for a constitutional convention, they can amend the constitution and do all types of things. But one of the most important things they can do is they can end the federal charter. You got to remember, the federal government is only brought about because of the union between the states. Okay? That's contractual. Now, some people will say, well, you know, states can't secede from the union. Damn right they can. Absolutely, a state is an individualized nation that came together voluntarily under contract. The people of that state say, hey, we no longer want to be a part of the state. They have that right. In California, you're actually seeing this amongst, I think there's 12 different counties right now that have brought about referendums in the state of California to secede from California and form their own new state. 
It, this is completely legal. Now, will, will Newsom allow that to happen? Will the federal government allow that to happen? Probably not. But those people will fight. I guarantee you they will. And see, when all else has failed, when that whole legal process has failed, when the states come together and say, hey, look, you guys can't do this, and what we're going to do is we're going to form a new country, kind of like what the South did during the Civil War, then they can disband that federal contract. But there's something else they can do, too. There's something else that can happen. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. We're going to talk more about what's happening in Ukraine and Russia and the world and the economy and everything else. We'll be right back with more Dark Legend right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight Show. And, and see, the founding fathers of this country, they set in place certain safeguards to our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties. The Tenth Amendment, I mean, this is the big one. If you imagine that, I believe the number is about 34 or 35 red states in this country, which is two-thirds majority. If those states came together and said, hey, federal government, you, you guys are corrupt beyond anything, man. You, you guys need to stop this. And the federal government said, nah, we're good. Those states can secede. Those states can end that federal charter and form their own state. That This is what happened during the Civil War with the South. And if the federal government said, hey, 
That, that's not going to happen. You, you can't do that. We'll see. Then there's a, a last option. And this is what I was talking about with this, uh, this, this lawyer, constitutional lawyer who was talking this weekend. He said, the Second Amendment is not about your right to personal self-defense, although that's one of the interpretations. The Second Amendment is your right to revolt against your government if they become tyrannical to a means. That's what the Second Amendment was about. It was about maintaining and retaining a militia with the weapons of the day to fight against tyranny from your own government or from outside incursion. Now, I don't want that to happen. I don't hope that happens. I don't, I don't want anything near that to happen. I don't, I don't want to even think about that because there's a lot of things that can happen in between then. One of them is actually the Supreme Court. You know, there's something in the Supreme Court known as original jurisdiction. The Supreme Court is the actual only court, is the one court. And so the Supreme Court can literally find a case and take it from any other appellate court or anything. And this is the beautiful thing because there's a rumor right now that the Supreme Court um, is potentially going to see some uh, of, of the cases that are potentially being brought up. There, there's a lot of evidence right now coming out about voter fraud in the 2020 election. And apparently there's going to be some lawsuits coming about. And potentially, since they have original jurisdiction, the Supreme Court can pick up these cases and hear them and see them. And they can do that in whatever time frame that they wish. Now, just imagine for a minute, and I want you to imagine, I know this is hopeful thinking, that if the conservative-leaning Supreme Court after everything that we're seeing right now in the world, everything we're seeing happen in this country, picked up one of these cases, looked at it and said, hey, there, there was a election fraud in just one county. And then they see another one. And then they see another one. They start seeing all the data. And they weigh it. And they come out and say, hey, we need a vote on this through Congress because th this isn't right. Something happened here potentially even redo the election. I, I would just say, right? I mean, that would be great. I know it's highly skeptical here. But there's a lot of rumors right now circulating that the midterm elections won't happen. And um, it, it, I've been saying this for, for a while now, that there's a good potential that the midterm elections won't happen. Now, this could be derived through the Supreme Court, through original jurisdiction, seeing the cases. If Trump releases certain amounts of evidence or information, like the crossfire hurricane binder, Hillary Clinton's emails, showing conclusively that the 2020 election was absolutely stolen. I believe that he's got all this information that it declassified, that he declassified it, and uh, he would potentially release that closer to the election time frame. Um, so th these are a lot of possibilities. But there's also this other possibility. We are on the verge of World War III. It doesn't mean nuclear war. I know the rhetoric out there of nuclear war is very uh, prominent within the Western nations. I, I think that, honestly, I think that the warmongers, they want nuclear war. I, they, they want the setup for a false flag in Ukraine for nuclear holocaust, or they want Russia to use tactical nukes. I don't think Putin is going to use tactical nukes. I don't think Putin would ever 
um, be preemptive with a nuclear strike. I, I don't think that would happen unless he knew for certain with 100% confidence that there was a nuclear attack imminent within Russia. And so we have this instigation of this warfare. And the reason is, is because the Western globalists have their backs against the wall. They're losing the information war, the propaganda war, because of shows like this, alternative media. But they're also losing the hearts, the minds, and the will of the people. That's, that's what the information war does. And when you don't have the support to move forth with globalism, that puts them in a very precarious situation. And they're going to continue to do what they're doing. And what are they doing? Well, they have to collapse the economy. They have to collapse governments. They have to bring everything to a point of massive chaos to where you have this cascading collapse of the whole global system to where independent sovereign nations, governments look weak, look as if they failed, where capitalism looks like it's failed the world. I will tell you right now that capitalism has not failed the world. Crony capitalism has infiltrated capitalism. Crony capitalism is very similar to, I mean, you could call it technocracy, you could call it fascist, whatever you want. But basically, just look at it as the people at the top within the financial industry are manipulating the numbers through central banks, through governments. They are stealing your wealth. And when they steal your wealth, they're buying up assets that help them progress during this next collapse. And they do this because they don't care about you. They don't care one bit about you. You know, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis just recently came out and said that they're going to remove all of Florida's pension funds through any stock, bond, or institution that supports something known as ESG. Well, interesting enough, Louisiana just did the same thing and withdrew over $800 million of state pension funds from BlackRock. Now, for those that don't know, BlackRock is one of the top financial institutions in the world. They, uh, they as well as Vanguard, which Vanguard is part owner in BlackRock, and BlackRock is part owner in Vanguard, and both of those own another one, the third top financial institution, which is known as State Street. They own about, um, it's about $31 trillion of annual revenue from all the corporations under their umbrella. Now, here's the interesting thing. Vanguard, because you've heard of these in your 401ks, and BlackRock, they are funded by you. The money that they utilize is the pensioners' money that comes in from the states because they're the number one financial institution that deals with state pensions or international pensions. And they take that money and they make billions and trillions off of it while you lose. While your 401ks are down 50 or 60%. These people are making boatloads of money off of your money while you're losing. And so they're implementing this policy known as ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance. 
And this is where the, the global order really starts to take hold and start to come into play here. Because this was derived through the Fourth Industrial Revolution, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and ideas of how to have a more equitable society as we push forth towards the goal of what's known as Agenda 2030. An equitable society, by the way, if you don't know. Um, ESG, uh, the social aspect brings about something known as DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So in a more equitable world, anytime that you see this in your business or your government or within your, your community, equitable, equity. This is nothing more than a new term for communism. What do I mean by that? Well, I'd rather have equality. Equality is derived through opportunity. We all have the same opportunities in the United States of America, where equity is derived through the same outcome. Yes, participation trophies. Hey, nobody won the game. Oh man, you all did great. And here's a participation ribbon or a trophy. That's equity. Everybody gets the same outcome, which is just isn't true in this world. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight show. And have you guys ever, like, started one of my shows and then, like, halfway through you're like, how did we get here? <laughs> like, we, we started so good and then, wh- wh- what? Where Where are we? I know, I know. I just, you know, sometimes I just get going and, and, and it just all flows naturally and it's all interconnected. That's the, that's the thing we have to understand is that everything that is happening in the world right now is directly interconnected to each other. Whether it's Ukraine and Russia, China, Taiwan, whether it's the economy, whether it's the, the geopolitical environment, whether it's political corruption, it's all interconnected with each other. And we have to see how this all flows. We have to look at the intertwining, the connections between everything. And just a moment ago, we were talking about participation trophies. (laughs) We're talking about what they call more equitable future. Well, I'm telling you right now, you don't want an equitable future. See, it doesn't make sense. I mean, this this is communism 101 is that everybody gets the same car, everybody gets the same house, everybody gets the same bicycle, and you only get one color paint. That, that, that's what they're trying to obtain. That's what they're reaching for. Now, I do believe that there's good people in the world that are in high positions that are working to stop this from happening. I do believe that... Any progression from the radical left to suspend elections, to suspend the Constitution, to suspend habeas corpus, to implement presidential emergency action documents, war powers acts, these types of things, which puts our country into a state of emergency, which suspends the, the, the rights and liberties and freedoms of Americans. 
I do believe there are good people out there in power and command and control structures that will immediately act. That will stop what is happening. Um, I've actually got a lot of confirmation from this from people I know that are directly connected, former four-star generals, and you know people that are directly connected to these these levels. But that doesn't change what's happening right now. It doesn't change the state of the world. It doesn't change the threat of World War III. We know that the United States, the Western nations, are hell-bent on destroying Russia, on destroying the Chinese economy. With knowing that, they will go to any and all ends to make sure that happens. So... If China and Russia know that, then what are their next moves? Well, today Russia launched a massive military assault, missile assault, on various Ukraine targets. Came out and said that we successfully hit all of our targets. Now, if you watch the mainstream media, they're going to say, oh my goodness, they were hitting civilian targets. No. See, what happens is Ukraine, they hide defense depots, weapon depots in civilian areas because it makes it harder to attack them. This is what they, the Taliban and this is what Al-Qaeda and, and, and ISIS did. But one interesting thing I saw is that the German embassy in Kiev was one of those targets. Now, <laughs> You have to understand what that means. So, the German embassy in Ukraine is German territory. Since it's German territory, that means that Russia's missile strike just hit a NATO nation. Sorry, it was a German consulate in Kiev was hit by the Russian missile strike. And this is coming from Disclosed TV a few hours ago. Why Germany? My thoughts are that the the forward planning, all the military aspects are most likely flowing through this. We know a lot of the flights that are bringing weapons into Ukraine to fight against the Russians. A lot of the military weapons are being forward deployed from Germany. We know that... Russia, this last weekend, we believe it was Russia, is the one that cut those two data pipelines, those two data cables that go into Germany. We don't necessarily know why specifically, but there's some play of action that's happening here where Germany is this head figure that is controlling the aspects of what's happening in Ukraine. And Russia knows it, and Russia is now targeting Germany. Um, we're, I, I got to investigate. I got to deep dive into this because there's, there's this German aspect. Now, we know that Germany ran the 28 bio labs um, along with the Defense Threat Reduction Agency under the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency in the United States of America, through various companies, Black and Vich and Metabiota. And Germany was like the guy, the, the, the main country that orchestrated it, ran them, kept them all going, all that stuff. So when we look at the situation... There's a play here where Russia is specifically targeting Germany. Now, that's interesting because you had the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines 
which feed fuel and energy to Germany. Um, who knows what's going on here? I think this deserves a, uh, a deep investigation. I hope you guys, you guys can probably hear my dogs. My dogs are going crazy. The Amazon guy must be here. <laughs> but, all right, digressing away from Ukraine and Russia because most likely this is going to lead to some type of World War, World War III, uh, simply because the cons- German consulate in Kiev was hit by a Russian milita- a missile strike. This could be that one catalyst event that we've been expecting, we've been anticipating. I hope not, but it potentially can be. And there is obviously something going on at that German consulate that caused Russia to do that because they have precision strike missiles. Those things don't miss. So what are we going to see here? I mean, we are less than a month away from the November 2022 midterm elections. If I was a betting man, which, which I am, I would say that we're going to have a red tsunami in the United States of America. You're probably going to have the largest turnout for a midterm election from conservative voters than ever before in history. I think that that is inevitable. That's going to happen. If the election does happen. I mean, there's speculation that it won't. Um, If we go to World War III, an international crisis, national disaster, or something like that, they could easily cancel or suspend the elections. And and that is a possibility. But I do believe that the election is going to happen. So, we're going to have a massive red tsunami. I believe that the radical left is going to try to steal three seats in the Senate. That's all they need to get the majority. I believe they're going to try to attempt to steal three seats in the election. And I believe that we're going to see massive evidence of voter manipulation and fraud on election day. People are going to be reporting it, cameras out, all this stuff. I think on November 9th, the day after the election, that they'll probably announce that the Democrats won the Senate and the Republicans win the Congress. If that scenario transpires, the Republicans, the conservatives in the world, the mass red tsunami that turned out, will not accept that. They are going to contest the Senate elections, guaranteed. Now, you got to remember, that's what happened in Georgia. They contested, you know, Tommy Tuberville and... Uh, Warnick, they contested it, and then they had a runoff, and then Warnick won. He didn't win. There's just a good old boys club in Georgia, which is apolitical, that steals these things. And they use, they use blackmail against the other side to say, don't investigate this. And so we're moving into this very, very critical red line for our country, for our freedom, for our constitution. I can't express enough how much hinges on the results of this election, if this election happens at all. Now, a few possible scenarios, at least from my mind and understanding of what's going on. If the Democrats win the Senate or the House, conservatives are not going to accept that. I think you know I know we have 
a decline of over 2 million people just from the latest polls leaving the Democrat Party. Okay, leaving the Democratic Party. Voter registration in the Republican Party is up massively. That right there should be a clear indication of what's going to happen. We have independents, moderates, and Democrats being polled saying they believed that election fraud had something to do with the results of the 2020 election. Uh, And actually, this is substantial. 35% of Democrats polled believe that the 2020 election was stolen from President Trump. (laughs) That's that's over one-third of the Democratic voters. Moderates and independents... 63% believe that election fraud occurred in 2020. And obviously 85 plus percent of conservatives. And those people are voting people. And so if you just take those numbers statistically, there's no way the radical liberals can win any election. Now, don't get me wrong, they're going to win a few. Because there's just these, these areas that are saturated with radical liberals. People who you know, watch CNN and MSNBC all day long and, and heed every word and, and never, and I don't mean to say this in a, uh, this type of way, but you know, they believe every word they say. They never question anything. They don't question a narrative. And that's the problem with the world. Is people forgot how to ask questions. People forgot how to investigate things themselves, to, to research their things themselves, to, to validate the information that's being told to them. Well, look at the time. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America 
running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight show. And, uh, yeah, listen, we're in a crazy world. So a lot of things can happen with the election. Um, I'm optimistic. I think that, the, you know, I, I, I think there's a part of me that believes that we're going to have a red tsunami, that the radical liberals are just going to acquiesce and say, you know what, just let them have it. Um, we'll, we'll try again. Because, you know, here, here's the thing. If you look in the history of the world, of this country, this agenda that they're pushing has been being pushed for at least two centuries, okay? There's multiple times of which these globalists have had the opportunity to implement a global government. And every time they failed and they put off their, their agenda and keep on infiltrating and, and eroding the fabric of the Constitution and the people, and so we could potentially see them just say, hey, look, acquiesce, let, let them come in, let them gonna do what they're going to do, we'll, we'll replace our people, we'll re-infiltrate, we'll start all over again, and uh, we'll, we'll just let it happen. That's a, it's, a, it's a possibility. And I'm telling you, it's a possibility because I, I do believe they're losing. I, I believe that they're losing the war because, listen, 90% of this war that is going on right now in the world is information warfare. It's about accepting what you hear or coming to your own conclusion on the truth. And a lot of people, at least on the left I'm seeing, I'm not saying it doesn't happen on the right, simply believe something because an authority told them. Now, that's not the way that this is supposed to work. That's not the way life is supposed to work. And at the Red Pill Project... Which, obviously, you guys know, uh, Red Pill Project, we have a, uh, an online social community, socialredpill.com. You can go socialredpill.com. You can sign up there for free, or you can choose to support us on there with a membership of the Red Pill Project. But uh, we have a motto, and the motto, sim- motto is simply this. Never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are or what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it with your own research, your own investigation, your own inquiry, your own volition, and through your own experiences. Now, I think that's very important because everything that's happening in the world right now is pertinent to authority through information that is coming out through various organizations or people who claim authority over that information. And if we just believe what they say, then we're none the wiser. Then we are the problem. 
See, we have a responsibility as a human being on this planet. We have a responsibility as a citizen of the United States of America, as a foundational member of the United States Constitution. Our responsibility is to make sure that we're well-informed, is to make sure that we're well-equipped, is to make sure that we're well-armed. And armed doesn't necessarily mean with firearms. It means with the truth. Because, you know, the truth goes through three processes. I think it was Lord Ant Acton that said this. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. And third, is it accepted as self-evident. Now think about that today in today's world. Think about what you're seeing coming out right now with the, the COVID virus and, and the COVID vaccines. You have mainstream medical journals retracting thousands upon thousands of peer-reviewed published papers and suspending the reviewers. You have mainstream medical doctors who were once telling you to get the jab, now saying don't. You're having senatorial and congressional hearings on the adverse effect of this vaccine on our military members and on our civilian population. Which two years ago, oh, that's conspiracy theory. Oh, you guys are crazy. We need to stop you guys. We, we need to implement new policies within the DHS and FBI to investigate people like you who say that. Why? Because we disagree with the mainstream narrative. We disagree with the truth as derived from the government. Firstly, I don't know if you realize this, but never trust or believe anything the government says especially in a time of crisis and fear. Never. But we do. We acquiesce. We allow it to happen because you know what? We just want our lives to go on. We just want it to be simple. We just want to, we just want to be happy. We, we don't want the extra burden of stress because, because we have to get up at 5 in the morning and go work till 6, 7 at night and then come home and eat just a little bit of dinner and then go back to sleep and repeat the same process over and over again. And we live these miserable lives where we never get to see our family or anything like that. And we just go out there and we work and work and work and work and work to pay our bills and pay our taxes. It's almost like they organize a system where you don't think about what happens to your country, where you don't realize that you're the foundation of the Constitution of this country, that you're responsible for your rights, your freedoms, and your liberties. It's almost like the whole system around us, crony capitalism, the 8-hour, 12-hour, 18-hour workday, the immense stress and pressure put on us through through the financial system, through the credit and debt system, through the implementation of the Federal Reserve, high, raising inflation, rising energy costs, rising food prices. It's almost like it was orchestrated for a reason. To keep you in a state of fight or flight, of stress, 
of fear so that you can just blindly accept the government-approved narrative and forget about our constitutional responsibilities. Well, I'm saying, pick your head up. Look out into the world and understand that this world only revolves because you're here. Understand that the United States Constitution is dependent upon your participation. It's dependent upon you being outspoken, you expressing your rights, your liberties, and your freedoms. It's dependent upon you because you are American. And never forget that. What it means to be American. Land of the free, home of the brave. That's us. We are that, and we're here to make sure that that lives another 100, 200, 300 years. All right, guys, much love and respect. God bless you guys. I hope you guys have a great day. We're going to see you tomorrow with another episode of The Dark Light Show. Welcome, my son.